You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Put that in your pipe and smoke it and see what you come up with. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. That's right, we are back from our break. I guess it's been about a month now, but uh, we're no longer on the radio. We're strictly podcast. Uh, The radio, it kind of got to be a little time-consuming, so kind of took a break, stepped back, made some changes we got some things that are in the works i think you guys are going to be excited about but for now we're bringing back the show the theme song from former southern miss tight end jonathan massey gotta give him a shout out on that you can listen to this show i'm gonna say each and every week i don't know if it'll be each and every week most weeks (laughs) itunes soundcloud google play and stitcher go check it out go subscribe Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. That's how you can definitely keep up with the show. we got a lot to talk about, but before we get into the show, I want to tell you about an event that's coming up on Thursday, February the 22nd, 2018. It is the re-grand opening of the Residence Inn by Marriott in Hattiesburg. They renovated all 84 rooms in the facility and more that's going to be from 5 30 to 7 p.m in conjunction with the adp business after hours they're going to have tours of the property live music and food provided by glory bound euro company it's going to be a great time so come out there and join us chris landry big southern miss guy it's putting all this together so you guys go out and support the residence in by marriott like I said, big Southern Miss supporters. All right. So Jason's going to be with us after my guest, but I got a guest today. Big deal. A big deal. He had one of the most impressive seasons for a wide receiver in Southern Miss history. Please welcome my guest today, Corey Robertson. On the line now, and it feels weird saying this, former wide receiver for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, Corey Robertson. How you doing this evening, Corey? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Excited for what you got going on, man. We're we're really, uh, this was kind of your coming out party this past year, and I think you're going to do big things at the next level. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Now, how did you get involved in the game of football? Um, when I was a kid, um, when I was growing up, I was like five or six and my uncle played, um, like my, my family real big on sports. So, and, um, I guess one, one day my uncle just throwing me the football and ever since then I fell in love with the game of football. Now, as far as it goes with your Southern Miss career, you have a lot of ties that go back to your peewee football days. You played for yeah. one of the best receivers to ever suit up for the black and gold in Sherrod Gideon, and you ended up playing with your quarterback that you'd later play with at Southern Miss in Quadre Griggs. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Oh, that was a um, that was a good experience, you know. 
it's best for, you know, all of how it went, you know, Sherrod being my coach and, you know, me and Quadre playing together all these years. Then, you know, he skipped um, a year or two. Then coming to Southern Miss, it was, it was a great experience. Now, you're from uh, Greenwood, Mississippi, the Delta. My wife's from Cleveland, and she's pretty scrappy. So it's a different breed of uh, of athlete from the Delta, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely, man. You, you don't get them like that in the Delta, man. If you come out the Delta, you some stiff. <laughs> yeah. Now tell us a little about a bit about your high school days at uh, Greenwood High School. Um, I mean, I'm, my high school day was, you know, that was great. Um, I played in the Mississippi Alabama All Star Game. You know, um, I started. I, I didn't start to my um, sophomore year in high school, but my freshman year, I played free safety, and I kind of started at free safety in high school my freshman year. But like um, going into my sophomore year, and it was just strictly receiver after that. You got kind of a bigger body. I mean, is that it? Was it just kind of you had the passion to play receiver, or is it just kind of where they stuck you? Oh, uh, it was the passion, man. I always had a passion when I was uh, um, playing in Pee Wee League. Like it, it was just a nag for me to just you know run routes and run a go ball or run reverses, and I just always played receiver since you know I was like seven years old. Do you still have the record for t- TDs in uh, Pee Wee? Oh yeah, twenty five <laughs> for the Greenwood Raiders. Yeah, I would think so. Well, how did you end up at Southern Miss? Um, you know, um, all the other schools that I had offered me or I've been talking to wanted me to play um defensive back, and Southern Miss was like the only school that wanted me to play receiver. So, and I love receiver, and so that's how I went. You know, I just wanted to come play receiver, and I stuck it out with that. And um, you know, sir, my family played a big part of it, and um, you know, I talked to Shirai. And, you know, um, he told me Southern Miss would be a good place for me. So that's how I went. What was it like playing for head coach Todd Munkin? Oh, man, it was, it was, um, great, man. It was, um, that was my dude, man. He was, he made sure all of us, you know, was, um, hardworking players. You know, he didn't let any of us slack. You know, he was, he was just a great coach, man. And, you know, you didn't notice it. And, you know, to, to someone that's gone, you know, but, Ty was a great coach, man. Like I just can't explain it. Now you you almost didn't make it past your first fall camp. You, you kind of got a little homesick. Tell us about that experience when you were thinking about going home to be a fireman. Oh Lord, here we go. Um, <laughs> it was just uh, when I was a first like coming in, never been away from Greenwood at all. Like that was my first time being away for that long. And they just hit me kind of hard, just missing my family, and no, look, no, just you know the natural thing that every um freshman go through when they leave their hometown or and come off to go to college. So and it just kind of hit me, you know. And after a while, I got used to it, and I, you know, just after that, I started loving Hattiesburg. And then you can call and ask my people now. I barely like last two years after my freshman year. I barely went home. I might might have went home like two or three times. Well, it's understandable. Just getting a little homesick. It, take, it takes a, little, yeah. a minute to get adjusted. You redshirted your first year here at Southern Miss, and then your second year they threw you into action, and you got to catch passes from one of the best quarterbacks to ever suit up at Southern Miss and Nick Mullins. Tell us what you learned from playing with Nick Mullins. Oh, man, I learned a lot from playing with 
playing with Nick, man. I learned, you know, because Nick is a, he was a more advanced player. You know, when he was at Southern Miss, he was very smart. And, you know, he just, every time he was out there running um, routes, like Mike Thompson and DJ Thompson, I was out there too. Like, I was just trying to get better, you know, being out there with them guys. And, um, you know, Nick just, you know, he was just telling me, you know, you got the chance to be great. You know, so just keep working hard and, you know, don't let nothing get in front of you. You get to play, you know, there was a lot of talent that came through about that time. For the people that, that may not know, you know, Southern Miss kind of went through a drought, you know, 2013, yeah. 2014. Then, you know, 2015, come back, make it to a bowl. What was it like being a part of the process of getting Southern Miss back to the winning tradition? Oh, man, that was awesome, man, because like you said, um, Southern Miss, was going to have went through a drought and I came actually like the year after the you know the drought that was still going on. So when, you know, as the team built together that next year for twenty fifteen season, man, it was it was just awesome, man. The team was together, everybody, you know, willing to put in the work and um everybody was just together, man. And you know, that team was just excitement. You get to play alongside some some really solid receivers and, you know, some of the best to ever suit up. You know, one in particular, Mike Thomas. What did you learn from playing alongside Mike Thomas? Um, I learned a, a, like a lot of things from Mike Thomas because I actually played behind him. So you know, um, you know, playing behind him, I learned a lot. You know, just by being patient. You know, your time will come, and you know, when your time and your name is called, just make the plays that you know that are getting to you. And um, you know what I learned from him. You know, he just told me, you know, just go out there and, you know, make plays, man. You know, everything happened for a reason. So when your name called, just do do what you do best. We talked about getting back to the winning tradition. What was it like making it to that heart of Dallas Bowl against uh, Washington? Oh, man, that was exciting, man. Um, playing Washington um, that year, coming off a um, championship game that we, you know, were so close to having. You no, know, just like playing on that big stage, especially for all of us, because nobody didn't believe in that team that year. So, you know, it was very exciting to um, finally get to play on a big stage like that. So after your sophomore, uh, excuse me, yeah, after your, well, I guess your your true sophomore season, Todd Munkin left to become the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you had to transition to a new staff under Jay Hobson. What was it like playing for Coach Hobson? I mean, it was um great man coach Hoffman is a um great coach man he's um very outstanding outgoing and, you know um he's just a great people person you know which both of them was a um very um great people person but you know coach hop was more um you know he was i don't know how to say it but he, he was a great outstanding people person <laughs> yeah Oh, and just playing for him, um, you know, it was it was kind of different because you know I had came in with Coach Munkin, so um, you know, you know all of us, my class, all of us had to adjust, but you know it wasn't nothing hard to adjust to. Your so your redshirt sophomore season, you played in all all you know every game, uh, you know started to get more in the mix, and then the team finishes up going to, to the New Orleans Bowl. So what was it like keeping that winning tradition going in that second season? Oh man, um, it was great, man. Um, coming off a great year that the um the previous year, and um, you know, people was thinking like, oh man, these guys lost a lot of talent, but they didn't see, you know, that we still had a lot of talent that was still there. 
So um, going to the New Orleans Bowls and winning it, you know, it was showing up a great feeling and, you know, just proving a lot of people wrong and, you know, just keeping the tradition going with Southern Miss. You know, those first two seasons, your redshirt sophomore and redshirt freshman years, you know, you were a contributor, but that redshirt junior year, you just kind of elevated yourself to a superstar. So what changed for you in between your sophomore and junior seasons? Oh, man, just um, more focus in uh, just, you know, just putting God first like I always did, but, you know, just also just putting that extra work. Um, doing the little thing, man, the little thing count the most. So that's what I really just did, just doing the little things right, um, like watching film, catching extra passes every day, um, you know, just asking people what can I do to get better, just doing extra things. Well, prior to the 2017 season, you just had a chance meeting with my co-host, Jason Bailey, mm-hmm. at the dog park. And yeah. I remember him calling me and saying, yeah, Corey says he's going to get 12 TDs this year. And I was like, man, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Um, I remember like it was yesterday, me and my girl um, took our dog to the dog park. And Jason and his wife were there and uh, Jack Jack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was there at the dog park, and I remember like it was yesterday. Um, I, you know, I set my goals like the year before that, and you know, and I told him I was like, man, you know, he asked me like, you know, what you gonna do this year, and I told him I was gonna have twelve touchdowns, and you know, showing up that you know it came to. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty bold. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. That's that's like you know you going up to bat and, and calling your shot. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's something that is. I don't know who who how many receivers have scored twelve touchdowns in a season at Southern Miss, but there's probably not that many. Yeah. You come into the starts of your junior year, and and of course we talked about it earlier, but you get reunited with one of the two quarterbacks that would throw to you this season, Quadre Griggs. Did you guys? I mean, from the years of playing together, did you kind of have that rapport as soon as you stepped on the field? Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. You know, the um, the chemistry was there. You know, since we've been playing together basically our whole life together. So as we got on the field together, it just kind of clicked. You know, it took time because we wasn't playing together for like two years. But, you know, once it clicked, clicked it just clicked. But both of the guys, Keon was a um, great quarterback. You know, I clicked with him. We all of us actually out there during the summer every day, running routes, going routes on Sundays, just doing everything. Well, you kind of had your coming out party in that first game against Kentucky. Seven receptions for 111 yards, two touchdowns, and you just kind of manned your way into the end zone on both of those TDs. It wasn't anything where it was just you were wide and caught. It was like you're just going to bowl your way over people. So tell us about the experience of that game. Man, that was that was um, a same game, man. Going in the game, uh, I set my goals. I, you know, I said, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. This game, I'm gonna work hard for my team. I'm gonna go in this game and give it all I got. And you know, in, in my head, every time the ball was in the air, it was mine. Or well, I wasn't gonna get talked about one person. Well, I don't know if you realize this. Maybe you do. We had a theory about you on the show. And it for most of the season it was true. It was that you were going to score at least one TD in every other game, and it went out the window in that Tennessee game. But then you scored every game following that. Did you know that you were scoring every other game? Was that in your head, or were you just trying to score when they throw you the ball? No, it wasn't in my head. I was just, you know, basically just trying to score every time I get it. So the Southern Miss finishes with a winning record. 
ends up in the Independence Bowl. And I, like I said, I remember Jason and me were talking about the Independence Bowl, and he's like, Corey told me he's going to have 12 TDs. And sure enough, you got that 12th TD of the season in the Independence Bowl against the Florida State Seminoles. What was that Independence Bowl experience like for you? I mean, that was a um, great experience playing against Florida State. You know, um, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, Florida State going to do this. But they put on their pads just like this. So, but, in, you know, it didn't end out, uh, come out how we wanted to. But, you know, it was a great experience, man, going against a lot of, um, you know, good players. And, you know, it was just a great experience to go through, man, at the end of the 10th bowl. You finished your senior year with 76 receptions, which puts you ranked second in Conference USA for 1,106 yards, which number one in Conference USA, and 12 receiving touchdowns, which was number one in the conference. Is you know you talk about your goals, but was that was that the year you envisioned yourself having? Um, I mean, like you said, I wrote the goals down, so I was just you know hoping and praying that I meet them. And so it's so happening, you know, it all planned out how, how I worked, how I wrote it down. And it, you know, I came out with, my goal was to really have 15 touchdowns. So I was three touchdowns shy. But, you know, they was all close. <laughs> now, after the Independence Bowl, you announced that you'd made the decision to declare for the NFL draft. What kind of went into that process? You know, my, my family helped me out with the process and um, me graduating. And May, you know, definitely helped out with the process a lot. You know, I graduated in May. So it was like, you know, okay, I came here to, you know, to get a degree. And that's what I, you know, that's what I'm getting in May. So that's what helped out a lot. Now, usually they ask the players this when they're getting ready, you know, at the beginning of their senior year. But what did it mean to you to wear the black and gold? Man, it was very exciting, man, especially, um, Coming from um, the tradition of the black and gold from back in the day, you know, I, um, every time when I first got to Southern Miss, um, they was just saying how much the black and gold mean to everybody. So I went and looked it up. And, you know, ever since then, you know, it just, you know, I looked at the history of it. And, you know, it just meant so much to me ever since then, putting on the black and gold, knowing that, you know, players like Brett Favre and um, Jamie Collins and, you know, Fletcher, um, all them guys playing in the black and gold, and you know, suddenly it would be about toughness. So, and I and I think my call myself toughness. So, that meant a lot. You're someone who has a unique perspective. What do you think about this Southern Miss football team coming back next season? Oh man, I think the team's going to be. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be a rebuilding stage for um some of the positions. But um, I think the team's gonna be good, man. You know, especially ball on just the team just come together and play as one. You know, the team. I don't think that team can be stopped because they have all the key players they need. They have a lot of talent. You know, ever see Jordan Mitchell, um, Trevor, um, Quiz Watkins, Jalen Adams, you know, Tim Jones. All them guys are coming back. So I think you know. The offense is going to be good. And as far as defense-wise, you know, we still – we lost um majority of the um, secondary. But I think, you know, that, that'll that be good because that'll give all the younger guys um, a chance to go out there and prove, you know, what they got to do or what they got to bring to the table. Let's talk about the NFL now. Once you announced that you were coming out and, and some of these draft nerds started watching videos – have you started to get a sense of a, maybe a little bit of a buzz about yourself? Um, 
I, I mean, to be honest, you know, um, I really just didn't try to pay attention to those type of things. You know, I just wanted to, you know, get to work, you know, start training, and, you know, just prove everybody wrong, and, you know, just do my job, and, you know, just hopefully I get a shot. Where are you training at? Oh, man, Michael Johnson Performance in um, Texas. All right. Have you raced him yet? No, no, sir. (laughs) Michael Johnson, uh, former gold medal winner uh, in the Olympics. What are you focusing on, speed? Um, Yeah, most definitely speed. um, No, just speed, you know, in the 225 bench press. In your opinion, what do you do best? What has gotten the attention of the scouts? Um, I think um, the tense that I got the scouts is um, attacking the ball, you know, getting the 50, 50 balls and um, just yards out the catch and just getting the physical receiver. What part of your game do you need to improve on? Um, I think that I can improve on, um, and I can mess around with route running. I can get a whole lot better at my route runner and um, just, no, anything the NFL, um, no, all of it is going to be new to me. So anything that's new coming towards me, I know I'm going to have to work on with that. You've got the NFL Combine coming up. You've got your Pro Day coming up on March 29th. What are you hoping to prove uh, in, in at the Combine? Um, I just um, just go do what I've been doing, you know, just run good routes and um, run a great 40 so they can just, you know, boost me up higher than what I am, and so that's what I hope to do. Did you follow the NFL growing up? Did you have any favorite teams that you kept up with? Mm, growing up, um, the, a team that I um, – my favorite team is the um, New England Patriots, okay. which is going to the Super Bowl Sunday. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I – I think I've spoken a couple of times on the show. You kind of remind me of a young Anquan Bolden. Do you have any players that you model your game after? It's a quite a few um, that I just look up to. Um, I have a couple of old school guys, Randy Moss, um, Jerry Rice, and the new school guys I kind of um, figured out I played like um, Ashawn Jeffrey, Dez Bryant, and Julio. So what does Corey Robertson bring to an NFL franchise? Um, Corey brings, um, you know, a great, uh, great leader. Um, he's going to give us, give it his all, hard working, positive attitude, you know, and willing to do anything a team wants me to do. Are there any teams that have shown interest thus far? Um, no, sir. Well, one team, just in, just because you have a tie in there, um, any thoughts to what it would be like playing for Todd Munkin at Tampa Bay? Uh, that would be awesome, man. You know, especially with the um, history um, with, you know, Coach Munkin being my college coach. So I think that would be pretty awesome. Well, Corey, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. We, we Everybody's pulling for you. We wish you nothing but the best. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Southern Miss, just keep being Southern Miss. Um, that's a great atmosphere there. Um, great fans, man. Um, you know, just keep the tradition going and always supporting them guys, man, because they're going to always fight. And, you know, so the miss to the top. That was former Southern Miss wide receiver Corey Robertson. On the line with me now, Southern Miss Blackhawks tailgate legend Jason Bailey. To the top, man. 
Greetings and salutations. How are you? Good. Now, Corey is a guy that you are very familiar with. You met him at the dog park this summer, and he called his shot 12 TDs this year, which kind of seemed outrageous at the time, but, man, he pulled it off. Yeah. Um, you know, it couldn't have worked out any better. It, it just, you know, as the show went on, as the season went on, um, he started inching closer and closer to that 12 mark. And then, of course, you had the on-again, off-again. Well, what was your theory? He scored one week, he didn't score the next, but he scored the next week, and most of the time he scored twice or something like that. Yeah, he scored every could, other week. Yeah, and, and that theory carried us a chunk of the way through the season. And it kind of became a talking point, and, and through that talking point, um, he kind of became like a household name with Golden Eagle fans. And, um, and you know, not that we had a whole lot to do with it, it was them scoring all the time. But, uh, yeah, it was it was cool to see it happen in school, and it was cool to see um, him hit that, that number uh, right on the mark of 12. And uh, could not have happened to a better guy, a nicer guy. I really wish he was coming back for one more year, uh, but he's not. Totally understand it. Uh, and certainly hope that um, that, I, that, he, that he goes somewhere where, where I can go watch him live on Sundays starting next season. You guys go follow Corey on Twitter before he gets verified. That's at Corey Robertson 8. All right, Jason, we've taken a little break. We're coming back. It's going to be a little different for everybody, but I think we're going to have some fun with it. We have some cool ideas out there. We got some great guests coming up. We got some great shows. So we haven't talked since before the Independence Bowl. I don't know about you, but I'm still thawing out from that Independence Bowl. Yeah, uh, Getting cold. <laughs> the Independence Bowl was cold. It was, if somebody asked me like 10 years from now, like, man, did you go to that ball game? Yes. What'd you think? It was freezing. That's going to be what I, what I think about it. Uh, and, you know, I wish we could have played a little better. It's, it's hard. It, it, it's, it's, it's always hard to watch um, when you don't, when you know that we're not playing our best. And we didn't hit on all cylinders that day for whatever reason, but. I mean, looking back on it, though, it's, it's kind of like how the baseball season went the previous year, you know. We could not have looked much worse at Mississippi State, right, in that final uh, two games at the beat. And we could not really have played much worse, really, than we did against Florida State. But both of the seasons were huge, successful seasons, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, it's something to build on. Uh, and... I think the future is definitely bright next year as far as football goes. Even with losing the guys that we're going to lose, namely Corey and Ito, um, I think we have plenty of guys that are going to be, be able to step up and, um, and continue on the tradition here in Southern Miss. If nothing else, we had a great time. I mean, the festivities the night before, although it was chilly, I mean, we ran. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not going to remember everybody, but you know, Steve, Kurt, and Diane. Um, Zagnut, uh, Chris. I mean, there was a lot of people. We had just a great time going around Molly, just kind of making the run through the bars, uh, popping in and seeing the. Oh, what was the band? The. Uh, oh my God! It was the Possum Kingdom band. Yeah, uh, the Toadies. Yeah, it was cool Toadies. to get to see them. I Toadies. mean, right up there, up close. It was a great time. So I think right. so. And, uh, yeah, and the Toadies. They. they they, they pushed through, man. It was cold. It was misting. It was, and they were up there drinking their Miller Lite and just banging out some, some hard rock. It was awesome. And 
think Southern Miss fans had the edge in the numbers, not only in the festivities, but in the game itself. Boy. Uh, and, you know, well, to the top talks, we did out a photo. Uh, you know, from where we were sitting, right there in the corner of the end zone. And it was completely full on our side. Um, Florida State's side was okay. You know, it was, it was fine, but our side, our people were, were there. And uh, just like we always are, especially around bowl season, it seems like every bowl we go to, people always kind of mention that. And then during the season, people always kind of bang us on attendance. And we're going, man, there's tons of teams out there that give their right arm to attendance that we have, even in bad years, but whatever. But, yeah, I, I, it always makes me proud to look around. You know, as we're walking up and down the streets of whatever bowl we, game we're at, <laughs> you're getting to the top left and right. And, um and you even had a guy come up and ask if you were Big Jay Hobson. That was pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. In the sandbar, we kind of we kind of took that place over. Everywhere we go, needs to have a place called the sandbar. Exactly. That's going to be. Maybe that's our theory for the beginning of baseball season this year. Is getting back to the sandbar. <laughs> well, man, we've got a big week coming ahead uh you know one week from right now is going to be national signing day and southern miss has a few spots left to fill um if you are in any of these areas their their coaches are making the rounds for the signing day events from 7 to 10 a.m they're going to have a live show at southernmiss.com john cox is running that then from 11 30 to 1 they're going to have a jackson lunch event at drago's from 4.30 to 6 p.m., they're going to have an event at Brewski's in Hattiesburg. Then from 5.30 to 7, they're going to have the Mobile event at Bluegill, which will be in the Delta Room. And then from 7 to 8.30, they're going to have the Gulf Coast event at Patio 44 in Biloxi. So you guys go out, check out the festivities, see the coaches. Um, I always enjoy these these events. And this year, it seems like we have a really, really stellar Signing day class, um, not to get into all the recruits that are out there. We had a couple of commits since, uh, since last time we've been on the show. Just to, just to go over a few, we had a defensive back out of Iowa Western Community College named Kyle Hemby. Uh, I believe he's got three years to play, 6'1", 205. So he's a guy that they're expecting to step right in and play some safety. Then you've got a running back out of, uh, Woodlawn in Shreveport, Louisiana, Travinsky Mosley. Um, you know, he, he kind of, Appeared to be the best, you know, running back option we had out there. He came in, had a great visit, and looks to be good to go. Southern Miss needs some depth at running back, if not somebody to start. And then we flipped a commit, a long-time commit, a dandy dozen commit. Uh, been committed to Ole Miss since the spring. Uh, Deontra Hyman, he is uh, projected, I believe, to play a, you know, a linebacker defensive end role. Maybe defensive end a little more than linebacker. 6'3", 230 pounds out of Meridian High School. Uh, certainly appears to be the stud of this class. So with the signees we had in December, with the signees we have now, it really shaping up to be an excellent class for Coach Jay Hobson. And really getting back to uh, kind of the same type of athlete that we had defensively uh, when Jay Hobson was at Southern Miss the first time around, really, you know. Uh, I was going to ask you about the timing guy. Uh, and get your opinion on it. I've seen a lot of people comparing him to the different players, and and I, and I understand the hype around him, and it's always nice to flip somebody for the Black Bears at the last minute, which just just makes me just makes me just put a smile on my face. But in, in your opinion, like what, what do you think the Diamond kid 
Uh, who would he remind you of? Just body type, uh, length, just first. Any, anything, does anything stick out as far as maybe some of those nasty bunch teams that will remind you, uh, that he would remind you of? I know I've used this before when talking about Dylan Bradley, and I really haven't watched all of his video, but from what I've seen, he's got a little bit of a DeQuincy Scott in him to me. Ah, yeah. And probably a little taller, I guess. Probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I know I've, I know I've compared others to DeQuincy in the past, but they, you know, there's just a certain type of motor these guys have that, and, and an effectiveness that, that warrants that comparison to me, you know. Can he hit the ball in the Father Tommy's offering plate like like DQ could? I'm for it, man. I'm for it. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the black and gold. And, you know, with all the commits we've got right now, I believe we have six or seven still on the board that haven't signed. Um, a lot can happen between now and then. And, you know, there there could be some surprises on signing day. So, you know, it, it happens every year. In recruiting, and you'll hear this, now until until signing day, you'll hear somebody say this one thousand times, but recruiting is the lifeblood of your program, right? Correct. Um, Southern Miss was built on defense uh, throughout history. Um, it seems like we're trying to get back to a lot of that, and and we're, and I know that a lot of the sites rivals and twenty four seven a lot of them have put out their conference rankings as far as. Uh, Recruiting goes, and and a lot of them have Southern Miss ranked one in Conference USA uh, for this particular recruiting class. So if it's all true, player, if recruiting is a lifeblood of your program, you got to get players in. You want to build on what you've done traditionally. It seems like we've checked all three of those boxes off. Not that we, not that they've all committed or signed yet, but if everything stays like it is right now, uh, then the future is very bright for these Golden Eagles. Let's uh, move on to baseball. Not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, the, the team is getting all kind of preseason accolades. Opening weekend coming up in a few weeks. Southern Miss and Mississippi State at the Pete should be a, a huge kickoff to this baseball season. Uh, what are your What are your feelings about Southern Miss baseball heading into this 2018 season? Got to make sure we have a Friday and a Saturday starter. Uh, I think we're gonna have plenty of offense. Um, of course, led by Matt Walner. You're, you're, you're picked to click from last year. But don't forget about my guy also. He's back, Mason Robbins. I think he hit 338 last year. I don't know how many balls he didn't square up when he hit it. Um, we have some newcomers, um, that are going to help out. Um, namely, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to watching this Adam Jackson. I haven't seen a whole lot of him. I know he's a lefty. I know he's a hard thrower. And um, I'm looking forward to watching him throw. Of course, you're gonna, we're going to lean on Stevie Powers. Um, probably in a starting role. How is Walker Powell going to come back uh, from that arm injury? What's he looking like? I mean, there's still a lot of question marks, but they're all question marks around really good players. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, losing Braley, losing McCarty, losing Bredeau, Uh that was kind of the guys last year outside of Walter that really held the whole thing together. So it's not easy, but I'm just guessing that pretty much every good team had a bunch of good players that they're not going to have back this year. The good thing is we have plenty of capable guys right behind them, and that's what it is, next man up. 
Well, you've been to quite a few base basketball games this year. Southern Miss basketball right now sitting at 11 and 11, 9 and 0 at home, which is, which is amazing. Um, but you know, moderate improvement, but still not quite yet the consistency that we want to see out of Southern Miss basketball. I just don't want to get hammered. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, when we play at home, we play great, which is kind of weird. It's not like the place, place is packed out or anything. I mean, those are friendly confines. You practice on those rims and whatever. Um, and we are kind of in the middle of the pack. You and I talked about it on the show before we took our break. Like, where do you want to be this year? Well, we don't want to lose the carry anymore. We didn't. Um, and we'd like to end up somewhere in the middle of the pack of the conference, which we are. That being said, I don't think anybody's satisfied with getting, you know, down by 30 at halftime versus Louisiana Tech, getting beat by 53 at Florida State. We got beat by 53 and only scored 48 that game. So you say moderate improvement, and that is the absolute best way to put it. Uh, and he also, you know, in our home record, got a little bit to do with who we played. We haven't played really anybody worth a dollar at home. But you got to beat people. When they come to your home arena, which we've done, so somehow we can just take a little bit of that and take it with us to wherever we're going to bus to and get out of the bus and, and and maybe a few more threes go in. Then we'll have a couple wins on the road and um, maybe inch out a, I don't know, dare I say like a five seed for the tournament. And from there, we've got the kind of team that can score. If we ever have the kind of team that will you know, block out, rebound, and get to the foul line. Who knows? In a conference tournament, what's going to happen? But as it is right now, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What did you expect coming into the year? You see where we are now, kind of middle of the row. I think I don't think anybody would have said top three in the league, uh, and everybody would want to be not in the bottom of the league. So here we are. Yet there's not a lot of people that are happy about it. What do you think? You know, it's it's kind of been tough to generate excitement with this coaching staff, you know, just being honest. And but I think you you know, you have to give credit where credit credit is due. There is some improvement and that's really what you wanted to see given the circumstances we've come out of. Um, you know, you hope that can go a little further into the future. Hope they can take it a little further next season. But uh, you know, there's times where you watch the team and you're just scratching your head. You know, whether it's a, a player not getting more time or, you know, there's certain things you're just like, why, why are we doing this? But at the same time, you know, there is some excitement. The team is 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 definitely can put up more offense uh, at home, at least. So you hope for the best. You hope they make the tournament and uh, the conference tournament, at least, and then try to make a little run with that. I mean, at this point, progress is all you really can ask for. I would agree. I would agree. And and um. You also want to look at, I want to say, you know, I'm driving back to the ghost right now, but so I don't have any stats in front of me, but I, I think D'Angelo Richardson's the only senior on the team. So, yeah. uh, everybody's coming back. The big three are coming back. Um, heck, it seems like we haven't played a home game in forever. We're not, we're on the road in, in uh, Florida this week. They were playing FAU and FIU. Correct. We play FIU February 1st and FAU on February the 3rd. So that's coming up this weekend. Okay, and then the following week, we'll be back at home. Of course, I'll be in Vegas. 
Don't be able to get it. Get my tickets. You got them. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Well, dude, it's great having you back on the show. It's great to be back. Um, a little bit about kind of what we're doing here going forward. We're going to have a show most weeks. There's going to be some times where we, we might not. Like next week, we're going to have a signing day special. Probably won't be out until late Thursday or early Friday morning. Um, just kind of things are falling with, with the guests we have lined up and, and, uh, everything with that. But I want, I always want to have a signing day special. So we're going to have that, uh, out a little later next week. But, you know, just being honest with the listeners, you know, this is, I, I've, I've never been paid a dime for this show. You haven't either. So it's something, it's something we do out of love for the, for the school. And, you know, there's going to be some things changed in the future with it. But, but for right now, it's just kind of a passion of ours. I want to have some, I want to have some black and gold propaganda out there in the atmosphere. So glad you're a part of it, man. It's good to be back and I look forward to everything we've got coming up. Absolutely, man. We will, uh, I guess I will, uh, maybe the next time we do it, we will, uh, we will be live and in color, possibly at a local watering hole, talking about a little golden eagle, golden eagle recruiting. Absolutely. Well, let's shut it down. You guys follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason at bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well, to the top talk and Jamie Arrington comedy. Like I said, next week's show is going to be a signing day special. Maybe a little bit of a delay in the release, but we're still going to have it. Week after that, we got another former Southern Miss football player that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So, like I said, this show only in podcast form right now. Look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Be sure you subscribe, give us a rating and review and whatnot. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Jason, any final thoughts? No, nah, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. I'm glad we're finally doing this again. I hope people enjoy it. And um, and I look forward to whatever we do the next one. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.